Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. So we got the lightning up 4-1 on the Leafs after two. Kalorn scored with a minute 11 left in the second period. The Devils trying to even up the series against the Rangers. They are very close to doing so. They lead it 2-1 with 2.49 left in the third. So if the Devils win, the road team will have won every game in that series. Golden Knights and Jets get going shortly. And in a little over half an hour, it's the Avalanche at the Kraken. Oilers Kings from Rogers Place tomorrow on 6.30. Chet, our coverage starts with the face-off show at 5.30. Looking forward to that. And I am looking forward to speaking to John Sexsmith, who is on the Certainty Hotline. John, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, thanks, Reed. How are you? I am doing very well. Uh, I feel like uh, this is a long overdue appearance on the... You may have been... I think you've been on before, but I feel bad. Not nearly enough. Uh, you had a pretty cool <laughs> moment with the Oil Kings uh, a week or two ago. What happened there? Well, um, they told me they'd like to meet with me after the Oilers skate. And they were going to make a presentation. So I just assumed that, you know, coffee mug, maybe, you know, lanyard, some sort of, you know, token appreciation for, you know, our relationship over the past 16 years with the reincarnation of the Oil Kings. And it turned out they presented me with a official WHL Oil Kings jersey with my name and the number 07 on it. So I was quite taken aback. Um, it just, I guess, signified uh, the last 16 years that we'd worked together and a mutual relation, uh, re- uh, appreciation for our relationship. Well, that's really cool they did that and uh, well-deserved. And the Oil Kings have been uh, a very classy organization to deal with since they uh, since they came back in the, into the WHL, for sure. Very. Uh, look, you can get into as much detail as you want or not want, but I know people like you, they watch global television. I have had a couple people say to me, what's going on with John Sexsmith? Uh, just <laughs> what, would you li- what would you like to say for the status of John Sexsmith? Well, there were some changes in the industry, and particularly with Chorus. Um, I was presented with some options on how I might remain with the company. Um, I I weighed those options. Um, None of them, unfortunately, were with the sports department. Um, I could have done something, I guess, somewhat related in what was called a DJ, a digital journalist, where I would shoot my own video, edit, and all that sort of stuff. But after a couple of weeks of uh, soul-searching and decision-making, I decided to take a severance package instead, and here I am, I guess, in semi-retirement. Okay. Well, how's it feeling? I mean, to guys in my age range, that sounds kind of enticing. (laughs) But you're there. (laughs) Well, I'm a little older than you, Reed, so it feels kind of good, but it also feels kind of strange. I know we were going out for dinner um, last week, uh, my family and I, and we were supposed to go <laughs> to, to a place that was not even close to where I was driving, and my wife and son said, where are you going, Dad? And I'm like, oh, I think I'm on autopilot, and I'm headed back to work. So that's oh. kind of where things are. <laughs> okay, well, 
that's, yeah, I, I hope you made it to the restaurant by the time it's well, yeah we did actually well look th- th- <laughs> thanks for sharing that I, I know it's uh you know that that happens but uh, i know you're you're taking it with uh, with a lot of class and i have seen you around the rink so what, what have you yeah. been doing for a little bit of work well sportsnet uh, coincidentally enough uh, called me up before the playoffs started and asked me if i'd be willing to participate in some way shape or form and i said yeah for sure so what I'm doing now is that I'm stringing or I'm a reporter um, in the Los Angeles Kings dressing room. So I do some pre and post game clips from the Kings and um, try to keep that machine known as Sportsnet rolling when it comes to Oilers and Kings games and what's been a thrilling series so far. All right. So I'm wondering what it's like in the King because we deal so much with the same athletes, right? And you get to know the mm-hmm. personalities a little bit with the Oilers. You're around the Elks. You mentioned Oil Kings. Uh, what's it like going into the other dressing room where you know that sometimes they might not be so happy with some of the guys you've been covering for several years? It's true, but it's you know not my first spin on the merry-go-round, so I kind of have an idea of what to expect. But um, one thing that I, and my friends were asking me about this the other night when we were watching the game, you know, so what's it like in the Kings room? And I said, it was, they were surprisingly confident going into this series. And I say surprisingly, because I think we know how the, the Oilers rolled through the last two or three months of the regular season. And I didn't think it was going to be as close as it is. So that was kind of a vibe that I got from, you know, being in the dressing room, talking to the players, you know, not that I'm trying to forge relationships or anything, but I'm getting to know the players a bit better. And I think they kind of see me now and know that I'm not some stranger. So you get, might get a little more, candid or comfortable comments and that's the one thing that i've noticed along the way so far is the kings have come into this series very confident and i think they've had the right game plan and thus we see a 2-2 series tie what were you thinking last night well my wife and i were out for the first period and we're like oh and (laughs) we're thinking how is this town going to react if the oilers go down 3-1 in a series that you know, I think everybody thought they were just going to, you know, roll their way through. But at the same time, I've also seen a very resilient team. Um, they definitely have some character and some gumption, and that's precisely what they showed yesterday, that jam that they never quit or they give up in a game. And it, it was, it was, I guess, surgical the way they came back. And even when it was 4-3 late in the, in the game, I still wasn't convinced that L.A. was going to win that game. Um, And then two goals that I don't think were very good ended up being the difference in the hockey game. And that's why this series coming back to Edmonton all tied at two. Uh, John, uh, Stoff sometime, I can't remember what the name, he references some show you were doing on CJSR in the 90s. (laughs) What would you, I I don't know if it was when you guys first met or early. What's the story there? Well, Bob and I first met when I was doing a show called The Press Box. Um, It was an exclusively sports show. I was doing a radio show called um, Noise Pollution, and (laughs) my radio name was Phil Harmonic. And um, with that show, it was more like a magazine format kind of show. It was music mixed in with interviews. So I had like my 
English professor come on and do book reviews. A friend of mine who is a director and an actor come in and talk about movie reviews and theater reviews. And Bob would come in and talk sports. And we got to know each other better and better, and we became great pals. And as is highly documented, I was the best man at his wedding. And, you know, we've been friends for a very, very long time now. And, you know, we get into hockey debates and talk sports. And um, it all, I guess, started uh, with my radio show back in the late 80s. That's what I was trying. Phil Harmonic. That's what he that's yeah. what he always. So that was your stage name, not the name of the show. Yeah. <laughs> no, Noise Pollution was the name of my show. Um, actually taken from Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution by AC. Oh, yes, from Back in Black, 1980. That's classic. Yeah. Okay. It's and the- that's why I had to, I, I know you guys wanted to do this last week, but I had a guitar lesson last week, and I didn't want to miss that. Oh, and that's, no way. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's one thing that um, I was sitting in my office uh, during COVID, and is kind of looking out the window of, you know, dreaming of better days. And there was a guitar studio across the way in a little uh, little mall near Global Studios. And I, I signed up and I fell in love with it. And I, I, you know, the last couple of weeks, I've been working on a couple of songs and um, I really dig playing the guitar. I was pretty good at air guitar. Now I'm not too bad at good old fashioned guitar. Oh, that's awesome. I like the way you put, so are you, do, are you doing acoustic, electric or both? What are you doing? Um, I'm doing both. Uh, I, I have a Les Paul. And I have an acoustic. So I, I was working on a couple of songs the last two weeks. Uh, another ACDC cut. Um, you Shook Me All Night Long. And then a, a Cheap Trick song called Hello There. Oh, sweet. Well, that's so cool you're doing that. John Sexsmith joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Uh, look, for you, uh, an interesting trajectory through your career covering sports certainly with the Oilers some highs uh, some lows and now hopefully uh, building up again I had Kelly Bookberger on the show in the in the, between 6 30 and 7 he capped that three nothing comeback against Dallas in 1997 mm-hmm. with the overtime goal that's when they got three goals in a minute 56 to tie it late in the third I mean I know it's easy to go to the Stanley Cups but uh, like is there a moment and look John this could be, maybe it's a junior football game you covered or a no. story you did does there something that always sticks with you when somebody says what's a memorable moment from your career well I, I, I you know because I always like to kind of compare crowds I was at Chicago Stadium where it was you know highly regarded as one of the loudest stadiums in all of sports um, I've been all throughout the league at various uh, arenas um, but I think it was in the San Jose series um, would have been in 2006 and uh, the Oilers started a comeback and I literally thought the lid was going to blow off Rexall place like I get honest I'm getting shivers just thinking about it now and that's the kind of energy I think that people love in this city about the playoffs and that the Oilers feed off and when they get a taste of it, they can't get enough. So that to me is, that that was kind of, a, I guess, an aha or defining moment in my career that I was part, and I and I didn't, I don't know if you're aware of this, Reed, I used to be a statistician for Hockey Night in Canada. So I saw four of the five Oilers Stanley Cups 
from the play-by-play booth, working, working with um, Bob Cole and Harry Neal and other uh, color, color men along the way. And, yes, some of the, the, the thunderous ovations that went through that building were incredible. But for some reason, I think it was game five, no, game six, I think, of the San Jose series that absolutely was chilling. And, you know, I've been in a lot of different venues at a lot of different sporting events. And that one, I think, really sticks with me. Yeah, I love how you tell that story. And I'm sure a lot of fans are remembering that game as well. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about the next generation, a young man Uh who I got to have on Inside Sports during the Canada West playoffs. What's it like for you uh, to to see Joel go up through the WHL and now play for the – and I know there's more to – Joel, your son than just the hockey player, but I got to ask about the sports mm-hmm. angle. What's it like to to see him play a high level hockey like that? Well, he's he's had his I guess unfair share of adversity along the way. He was drafted ninth overall in the Bantam draft, and then he had a blood clot, and that set him back. And then COVID, and then he had uh, concussion issues, and so he never really got the traction that he'd hoped for and us as well as a family. Um, And so this year he decided to forego his 20 year old season, the Western hockey league, which was an interesting decision. And we supported him on that. And it turned out to be the right one, I think, because he's, he's done well in school. He, um, he, he just said the, uh, today to uh, my wife and I that he got a 74 in sociology, which was his worst subject, so he's doing well in school. Um, that was his final mark, and all his other marks are, are excellent marks. And then um, I had the chance, because I wasn't working, to go out to Calgary and watch him play in the Canada West final, and I thought he was excellent, and he had the crowd ooing and aahing, and that's where I thought, okay, he's back. And so I went out to Charlottetown because I was no longer working (laughs) to watch him play. And um, I thought he was excellent there, but more importantly, what a great team. And he's talked about the team a lot and how much he loves the guys and the atmosphere with the team and everything that goes along with being a championship contending team. So I think the experience has been really good for him academically and athletically. And we're so proud of him for taking on that, I guess, assignment, if you will, and now coming through with flying colors. John, I got to tell you personally, and I don't think I've ever said this before, but I should have. You're somebody I've always looked up to and admired because you're excellent at what you do and you treat people extremely well. And and I've been somebody who's got to benefit that over the years. And uh, I know you're not done, but thanks for recognizing that it is somewhat of a a demarcation point and talking about what happened and sharing some memories as well and uh, making some new memories here as the Oilers go through the playoffs. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, sir. Well, I appreciate hearing that, Reed, because um, I, you know, I coach a hockey team. We're we're based out of the Toronto Pro Hockey Development Program. It, they're pre- pretty well known. You see them in the brick tournament a lot and usually in the semifinal or in the final. And I let the kids decide what professional meant to them. And what we came up with, and this was them, not necessarily me, they said, 
as a pro, you care about everything, you know, whether it's making your bed or doing your homework or helping your parents around the house or coming prepared for practice or, you know, giving 100% during each shift and listening to the coach when he's talking and being a good teammate. All of those things I think I've tried to do in my professional career. I wanted to be a pro because I cared about everything. And for me to hear that from you, Reed, means a lot to me. Thank you very much. It's been my pleasure to be a part of your show here tonight. Right on. And we'll see you around the rink, John. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. That is John Sexsmith checking in inside sports on 6:30. Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Austin Matthews gets a goal for the Leafs. It's 4-2 Lightning with 9-11 left in the third. The Devils beat the Rangers 3-1. That series is 2-2. No score early. Golden Knights and Jets. Uh, back to the inbox. Kellen Kennedy, what's coming in? Mm-hmm. Well, the debate rages on. Reed Wilkins, you thought we were done after the first hour. Oh, no. It, it'll keep going on to the night and probably until puck drop tomorrow. But, uh, ah, texts in and says uh, Campbell just played a hot hand and don't be afraid to make the pull if either goalie looks shaky I don't blame Skinner but played a hot hand right now that's Campbell tomorrow it might be Skinner but Jack deserves the chance he also adds also being a Leaf lover I am I would love nothing more than to see Campbell carry us to the Stanley Cup final for no other reason than bragging rights over Leaf fans (laughs) can you just imagine the angst if Tampa knocks the Leafs out in the first round and Soup took us to the Stanley Cup final now that's an NHL I want to be involved with and he wraps up by saying he'd he do the ah yell but that damn game last night has me hoarse today <laughs> alright that's a, that's a great message thank you ah ah there we go uh, Kim texts in and says hi Reed it really doesn't matter who starts tomorrow Woodcroft says they are a tandem maybe too simple but they're both good and likely know if they don't perform early they'll be pulled thanks Kim okay Appreciate that, Kim. Uh, Bill texts in and says, who gets to start tomorrow should be based off of the year's body of work, not two periods. He was hot for two periods. He was the same in Toronto. Stewart gets to start. That's from Bill. Well, as I said earlier, that's a completely understandable and and well-defended argument. Absolutely. Unknown text coming in just simply says, motivation. The Oilers owe Stu a game. Oh, like playing uh, better in front of them than they did in the first period yesterday. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what he means. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tyler texts in and, and says, definitely 11-7 tomorrow night, but I can't pick between Super Stew. I'm leaving this one up to Oilers management. Well, coaching staff, I'm sure they've been talking about it, and uh, they'll be the ones making the decision. I And again, I don't feel that there's a decision that – oil country is going to be irate over I, I mean as we've heard some people are leaning one way or the other but I, I think given uh, the body of work and well maybe for Skinner the body of work for Campbell the recent work that it, people will understand the decision that is made even if it's not the one that uh, they would have made okay this show is over it is there are, there are other shows coming up uh, here's what we're going to do Bob Stopper, Oilers now noon to 3 tomorrow, the extended version of the show on playoff game days. I'll join you for the face-off show at 5.30, game around 7.50, game 5, Oilers versus Kings tomorrow on 6.30, Chet. 
Big thanks to Dave Campbell, the producer of Inside Sports, Kellen Kennedy, your studio producer this evening. My name's Reed. Thanks for listening.